This is Action and Ambition, the show that takes you all over the world to share interviews with the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their backstory, get the most important lessons they've learned on their road to success, and hear exclusive tips on how to implement their success in your own life. Action and Ambition is brought to you by Entrepreneur Magazine. Thank you for tuning into the Action Ambition Podcast. I am your host, Philip Lanos, and today we are gathered here with Tommy Alastra and Hugo McDonough. Now, did I say those names right? Just about. Yes, McDonough. Yeah. McDonough. Yeah, oh, there, you okay. go. there you go. Okay, so it's cooler than the way I said it. That's, that's good to know. <laughs> now, it's an interesting mashup because Tommy has a background in in production and entertainment marketing, basically building brands and with all of the biggest names in Hollywood, you name it. And Hugo, you have a background in tech, like a heavy tech, blockchain, Bitcoin, the whole everything everybody wants to know about right now and and real estate. So those is that's a very interesting mashup. Now, tech and Hollywood tend to play together, but not as directly as I'm seeing with you guys. So then have a product like Cryptograph, which from what I gather is unique pieces of art. So before we get into all that, can you guys please just go into like how it is you guys even met? Totally. Uh, I mean, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, so, so back, back in late 2017, the whole NFT tokenization of, of unique content just about got started on Ethereum. And me and my other two co-founders, uh, two French guys, Guillaume and Edouard, um, from an engineering background in France, were looking at the space and we were looking at, you know, the incredible opportunity and level of innovation that was happening here. And um, we decided that we had to do something here. And the, you know, the concept of, of, of NFTs and the ability to create digital scarcity was a really big part of, of you know, it was just a huge opportunity. And so we were looking at, well, what can you take from the physical world that people can now collect digitally with this layer of scarcity? And we started with this idea of autographs and, um, you know, people used to collect autographs physically. Let's bring them into the digital world. And that's, that's kind of where Cryptograph started. And then it, it, you know, it morphed into a whole different, different beast. And, and after about a year or so of development, we raised our seed round. We, you know, we got our white paper out there and we were, you know, the, the technology was basically built. We got the platform ready, uh, but we needed to find the supply side of the market. We had to find the content. We had to find the creators. And, um, you know, we have a tech background. We don't have a, a you know, an entertainment background per se, you know? And um, so we're sitting there scratching our heads, wondering, you know, how we're going to find this, uh, uh, this missing link. And um, through uh, a, a relative of mine, actually, um, he was in London on the off chance and I was meeting with him. I hadn't seen, you know, for, for a very long time. He's from uh, uh, the West Coast in the, in the US. And we sat down over dinner and I was telling him what we were doing, Cryptograph and our vision and how we wanted to bring this whole new world of, of digital collectability into more of the mainstream and and bake in this whole philanthropy model and all this other kind of stuff and he thought it was really cool and he was like you know what i i need to i need to talk to a friend of mine and you know in in comes tommy uh and i guess you know that's that 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 for me is 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 is, is where our, our relationship started and then I, I mean tommy can tell you a little bit about how we first met i guess yeah i want to hear how the, how the story unfolded from tommy's side so how did that unfold for you so I've been uh, a bridge between Hollywood, Wall Street, and Silicon for many years. I have had other successful tech ventures. Um, so I've been immersed in many spaces. And I think just by default, uh, I, things always come in my ethos. Um, 
these guys came up through another partner of mine. And like anything else, those that need talent or, or content from talent is, is always a big question mark for me because I like to tend to go in deeper as far as the product goes, right? I never look at companies that rely on celebrity to succeed. It's always about the product itself. And, and anyone that comes at it in that approach, I think is, is destined to fail. And so when I looked under the hood at what these guys were doing, and uh, I, I saw that at the core was a price discovery mechanism and their tech was sound. And so I did my due diligence by uh, inviting some of my colleagues in to really vet the technology. And, and one of the biggest sectors I think that will eventually move into and I would love for you to understand cryptograph and, and the, the digital scarcity that we provide with some of the biggest icons and artists in the space because as we know there are more famous people today than ever before and people want to own a piece of that scarcity that that mythos of said talent um, and so we'll come back to that but for me it was about what are the capabilities that we can do with this technology Everything in this world is really about finding its true inherent value, whether that's on an up or down swing. So this tech does that. And we'll get into how we apply that later on if we have the time. But uh, for me, uh, bringing some of the biggest guys in the domain world that auction every day was important for me to see how this application being on-chain or off-chain, with us it's on-chain, um, was very important. And so once they vetted the tech, which is all the indications that I had as far as what this thing can do, um, that's when I decided to open myself up and my relationships to Hollywood. And I thought, um, what a great opportunity to do with these guys. They're brilliant, they're savvy. Two of the gentlemen on the call that are not on our call are, are, are master programmers. And um, yeah, have I answered the questions so far? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I guess that turns over to Hugo. Now, now you guys have met and you found what you needed, which was your missing piece, right? Well, now yeah. So to continue the story, I'll just interject. We, we met. And so once my guys uh, in the domain space kind of vetted the tech, which is something that I need. And I'll tell you, as an entrepreneur, we often put people in the room that can answer questions that we don't often have, right? I think that's a great sign of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay. A successful entrepreneur. <laughs> entrepreneur will we'll call on people and say, hey, this is in my area of expertise. I kind of understand it. And also as an executive producer, that's my job to bring all the elements in and allow them to do their respective duties and give them the dignity of that experience. And so I wanted my guys to best answer uh, about this auction system that these boys have invented, right? And so my idea was, hey, maybe we'll be able to license this out to the domain space and domain world. And it, it was so much that they loved the technology that they wanted to participate in the parent company and, and close our round essentially. So that was a great indicator for me. So not only did we get, uh, you know, we got more than just a licensed partner. We got a partner and we got some significant assets to go along with our business. And we're very excited for that next phase of, of Cryptograph to launch in about nine months. But uh, Cryptograph and digital scarcity and snack food content and people being able to connect with their favorite icons and artists and have a little bit of, of, of their mythos is, is a value. And so Cryptograph was born from just 
cryptology with autographs. And so that's really at the core of, of what we are. But I'll let Hugo tell you more about Cryptograph and what we sell and the marketplace and why we're different from other NFTs. And I think the most important place to start is NFT or non-fungible tokens. I'm gonna let Hugo uh, talk about non-fungible tokens. Sure, yeah. I mean, um, I you know, the, the world of, of NFTs, non-fungible tokens, as Tommy said, it's it is fairly new, as I alluded to before, it kind of started in late 2017 on top of the Ethereum blockchain is where it really kind of got started. And um, really what it is, is a Bitcoin, for example, right, is, is a digitally scarce asset, but it's fungible. I can exchange you a Bitcoin for another bit for, for the same amount of Bitcoin, right? right. It's, it acts like a currency. It's a store of value in many ways. But there's a lot of things out there that are unique assets, you know, uh, like uh, uh, an official one-off piece of, of content made by somebody or a unique piece of art or a unique collectible, etc. And to represent those digitally, um, you need a non-fungible token, something that is unique, and that's really what a what a non-fungible token is. It is a it is a it is a token similar, you know, like a Bitcoin, except it's not fungible. It exists on the chain, and it represents the ownership um, of the uh, of whatever is attached to that token. And you know that that's what gives digital scarcity. That's the the basis of the technology that makes it so. You know. Redefining. I mean, it's it, as a technology, it can you know it can redefine ownership in a completely new way. So that's like an uh, a unique ISRC code for the Mona Lisa, basically. Right, right, exactly. Like you know, if you ha you could create you could create the, the the token that represents the ownership of Mona Lisa, for example, and then you could bring that token into the digital world and give it. You know, you, you could potentially play with the ownership. You know, you could attach rights and different things to that token that represents. You know, that a token represents. And you also immediately give this thing more liquidity because, you know, the Mona Lisa itself is, is a very illiquid asset. I mean, it's a it's, it's, it's a strong example to use. But, um, you know, by tokenizing these assets, uh, you give them immediate liquidity. You give them a whole new market, you give them a whole new way of being able to, 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 to be traded. And the other really cool aspect here is the programmability. You know, like um, because it's all... Uh, 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 code you know it's all it's all technology here it's digital you can create you know new rules new trading mechanisms new things that you can't do in the legacy world once you have a representative token in this in this space and that's a lot of what we did with cryptograph early on so you know the 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 initial idea of cryptograph which is you know unique content created by uniquely scarce content created by you know icons and artists um is, is just kind of the, the beginning of the first layer. As, as Tommy described, there's this price discovery system, which is pretty crazy that we've invented, which is called the GBM system, which just stands for, 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 for the surnames of the, of the co-founders. And um, it's, it's basically a whole new way to discover value that is made possible thanks to smart contracts and programmable money and, and digital, you know, this digital domain of blockchain. And what it really uh, does is in, in a traditional auction, right? Let's say we've got an asset that, you know, doesn't have a price ceiling. We have to discover its value, like a unique painting or something. Um, in, the, in the most used auction system today, the English auction, uh, you have a price ascending auction. You bid 100, I bid 110, 120, 130, right? And the last bid wins the asset. Um, and, and, you know, it's an effective price discovery system, but it does have limitations. And so what we did is we looked at this and we said, well, with smart contracts, and programmable money, you know, a smart contract is basically like a giant escrow system that can't be 
hacked or tampered with or, 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 or changed. And so it's this kind of trustless system. You don't, you know, it, it enforces itself. It's its own security. And that's the power of big power, part of the power of the technology. And so uh, with our auction system, we have a way where you, we incentivize people to bid. So if you bid 100 and I'll bid 200, uh, you'll make a return when you're outbid. So the only two outcomes in our auction are you either make money or you win the asset. And so by doing this, you're creating a whole new form of price discovery that's incentivizing truer market value. It's, in, it's pushing someone to their absolute maximum on what they believe someone else out there is worth. And, you know, it's also a way to create, you know, you could become a professional uh, auctions bidder with this new system. You, you could make a livelihood out of bidding on, on items that use wow. this system. Um, which is which is which is quite interesting and, and and really quite cool. And so cryptographs, which are unique digital assets that don't have a price ceiling and need their value discovered, get initially sold through this auction system. And so we see some really interesting activity happening here and, and, and interesting dynamics, market dynamics. And um, and so you know all of that that first kind of layer of this thing was all possible thanks to this technology. Like. You know, if you can imagine, you know, you're in a Christie's auction room and you've got someone running around with a whole bunch of cash trying to do calculations in real time and throwing money everywhere. It's just not it's not going to work. But in the digital world with programmable money and smart contracts, it's possible and it works really well. And um, so yeah. just interject there, you know, a lot of my industry is involved in artists and this the, the, the success that we have is only as good as the deals that we make for artists. Right. If you serve an artist or. Uh, your investor the right way, it's always going to come back to be a win. And that's just entrepreneuring, right? Um, I keep coming back because I'm a fan of entrepreneur. I've been reading it since I was a kid, but always put yourself in the other shoes. So for us, um, you know, a good portion of that cryptograph does go to charity. And I believe that this mechanism is, is two-pronged because it incentivizes traders to participate, but it does allow for in its primary and secondary markets for continuous revenues for the artists, the charity, and the company. And, and I believe that we've created the future of sustainable philanthropy. And I'll explain that with another component called boosting. But we've seen that, you know, in, in our industry, in my industry of, of, of creativity and art, right? You often have the, the big studio that's always creative accounting. And here the blockchain allows for artists to really have that autonomy and that and that transparency um, when looking at creative accounting, you know, those things really go out. We're 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 direct. It's decentralized. It's 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 a ledger that's transparent and and in real time. And so that's why I felt also um, attracted to blockchain technology. Right. I mean, I think it's going to do away with a lot of middlemen and people have that autonomy to really create and know where their funds are going and not be bamboozled in, in many ways. And so for this, working with organizations and charities and artists to be able to see in real time that those monies are coming in and where they go and they're forever there on that ledger through Etherscan has really been a positive um you know, sell, if you will, to our artists and our talent. Also, we're, we're in a time where, you know, the physical experience is no more. We can't go out. We can't have our, our galas to raise money for, for these organizations. Um, a lot of people are required to 
auction off items. Hey, when we return back to set, we'll give you an opportunity to be on set or it's still tied to a physical experience. In this regard of what they've created with us in cryptographs, there's a piece of art that's forever tokenized and out there. And while someone eventually buys that through the um, auction process, there's somebody that holds on to that. The system allows itself to reemerge in that anybody can make an offer. So if uh, David Beckham, for instance, decides that he wants to allow for somebody to have a lesson with him on the field or participate in a one-on-one -on -one match or get a lesson, he can always redirect to that tokenized art and, and, and tell people to go there and say, hey, that, that piece of art that I did, that cryptograph I created, if you go there now and, and, and bid on it and ultimately buy it, um, we'll be able to do that physical. So it's not to say that that current owner won't sell it, right? If it's at the right price, but the charity and the organization and the creator is forever incentivized just on the bidding, even if it doesn't exchange ownership. And so that I think is the crux of what we're doing when it comes to sustainable philanthropy and blockchain technology. And that's what this system does. And I've never seen anything like it before. I mean, there's yeah. so many implications here. Yeah. For one, I know that uh, blockchain and that technology has been has been growing in interest for a lot of people. And there's a lot of people who aren't techie uh, tech savvy that have had a hard time adapting to it. Like I've known about it since 2007. I tried to open a wallet and still couldn't. But uh, there was because there was there wasn't a lot of incentives. You know, there were some there were some music platforms that opened up like Tune and other things. You know, and sure. so I was watching it and seeing where it was going. But it it still made it hard to get your your head around like how does this work? But having a platform like Cryptograph, I think really solves that problem in so many ways because of how many people it invites to the game, right? Uh, you've got the artists, so you have that celebrity power. Um, I, I'm starting to see why you guys are leading the game here. Uh, you guys have an incredible potential earning, earning potential for charities, which is always a problem for charities, finding sponsors that can be consistent. What What's the one unique thing they can supply for? You know, what's the difference between this charity and that charity really, right? Sure. And then there's there's the, the movement for sustainability, which which I know you guys uh, apparently both have a background in, in championing. And as that grows, we have that going on. And you combine that with the fact that there's still also potential once this thing, the, the COVID and everything that's happening goes away and, and people do have the opportunity to be in person. I can, Im can you imagine someone receiving an autograph, a cryptograph? at an in-person gala from an icon they might be inspired by what have you and that's a unique all their own codified they can put it up for auction and there's earning potentials there to open that up and combine that with a new job market uh, i mean what you guys are doing here is unprecedented i have it's, literally never heard of something like this it's really cool and you know real-time experience can't uh you know, is, 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 is well worth its weight because you're sitting here and you're taking the same principles in life of how you pitch and sell and how you create opportunity and reward and, and return for people, right? And their time and or money. And so the way in which we've been able to apply this and to see the return and it work and to be able to track those returns and then see somebody, you know, on the secondary market to say, hey, I missed that or I'm learning about your system now because the space is small. And while our talent, which one of the questions is, how do we get out there? How are we learning? It's really been a small community on a Discord that understands NFTs or just 
appreciates the, the value of these ERC721s or non-fungible tokens, and they've been participating. And as our platform grows and, and the space does and more confidence, we've made it so that you can come on our platform, use a credit card, be able to use fiat currency also, which is a big thing. Like you said, getting into a wallet, it's scary. What am I really getting into? But, you know, look, cryptograph is a specific, specific sector in art, but um, people and the idea of tokenization is, is so valuable and, and artists and, and athletes are doing it now. They know they're getting a contract that will vest over a period of time. So they're allowing the public to invest through tokenization in their contracts. And it's safe to say if an NBA player gets a $30 million contract over 10 years, it's likely that, that those endorsements and everything else that comes in that decade could make that investment worth a quarter billion dollars, right? And so you're like, hey, I'll take the ride with you over the next 10 years, but that person's trying to get it all up front, tokenized. So so we're seeing more than just celebrity and owning a piece of the mythos is the true inherent value of, of, of what tokenization can do for anyone when it comes to boosting and other aspects of it. So uh, it's not so much just owning that celebrity more than it is having a mechanism to create sustainability and, and continued secondary markets um, on your value and your mythos, essentially. So that's really yeah, Interesting. I mean, I just want to add to that point as well that Tommy was saying, like, you know, back on what I was saying about the programmability of this technology and the rules that you can create, you know, being able to hard code into a token, into a digital asset that every single time this thing is traded, it's going to automatically generate, you know, more fees for, for its original creator, for its original cause, you know, that is, and no one can touch that. No one can screw around with that. No one can creatively account that is transparent as tommy said it's on the system like you know you've created a system you know and in the case of cryptographs you can't destroy cryptographs we've created this special function that means you can't burn the token and if you do burn the token it'll put itself back on the market because of, of how you can code this logic and um you know to be able to create a perpetual fundraising instrument basically a thing that will always be carrying out its purpose it's a, it's an nft with purpose basically that's the whole concept and you know that's just really awesome. And, you know, we're, we're really happy that we've, we, we've done that. But that is, as Tommy was saying, like what this technology can unlock. You know, if David Hockney sells a painting in 1970 for 80,000 pounds and gets, you know, sells it to, to Gagosian or, or, or whoever else. And then 20, 30 years later, it sells for 100 million and he doesn't see a dime. Yeah. Uh, that well, yeah, which, which, yeah, which, which happened. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that world is now is, is you know, can now change you know creators content creators all of the different you know aspects of this can take control back into their hands really and that's and you just know just to be big clear, empowerment. yeah just to be clear he was giving you uh, uh, an example uh, hockney uh, obviously certain artists aren't going to take to this medium we're not suggesting sure. that digital art is, is going to replace physical paintbrushes um but i think he was just giving the analogy of why art traded on our platform in its secondary market will always give creators that upside that they don't yeah. get in, in, in traditional, um, you know, dealings with Guggenheim and Sotheby's and Christie's, right? So I think that's the real differentiator here. But you apply that to all digital and, and soon to be physical assets too. We've got 
something that we're building um, that'll launch in nine months on the back of our invention, really. Really? It'll be really quite exciting. Yeah, yeah. The marketplace is going to be very vast and big, and um, I don't know how much we can disclose. Sure, sure. I'll let you go talk about it, but it's really, really exciting time. And, you know, the whole world's going through this restructuring and, 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 you know, just even with some of our participants, like Vitalik Buterin, the creator of, of Ethereum, the founder of, um, you know, what he's doing with his quadratic funding formula and just what we understand right now with this pandemic and this spending and, and the Fed and where the dollar and the value is going. I mean, and more people adopting digital simply to just have the autonomy and, and not trusting their government spend. It's not that they don't touch their government per se, but just, you know, how and who is responsible for how we're allocating or the show that we're navigating, which we all realize there hasn't been much leadership. And uh, it all comes down to how are we going to continue on in our lives? Are we going to wear a mask? Are we going to wear a mask? Right. I mean, there's so many things that we can apply this to, but it's really about decentralization for me. And that's what I'm most passionate about with this platform and the capabilities um, and the possibilities uh, of this tech. And, and it's really exciting. And to be able to have in our first 30 days of launch, been able to give to frontline and feeding families and, 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 and applying it to education, open source. I mean, that to me has been a big success and achievement with this platform. And so we can honestly and integrally say that that's occurred. And so our little invention here works. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it's good to see it come alive. That's for sure. So you've proven it in the field and you've you've essentially opened this up to icons. Now, are you are you hoping to incentivize uh, artists who may not be famous to, to get or content creators who may not be famous to get involved? Because there's such a there's such a gap in education of how to get into this world. Uh, are, are you guys going to create educational materials that maybe creators can look at uh, to get involved? Or, or are we going to see the uh, the hierarchy established as it is currently in Hollywood now, where there's certain access for icons and, you know, to programs and things like that. But it, and we're hoping that others can, but there's always that, you know, the, the gated doorway in. I'm going to let you go talk technically, but for me, it's always a learning and understanding. And if I'm going to be successful in the content we garner or the artists that we get to work and create with, we have to give them some basic understanding right yeah. and so we try to make that as easy and automated as possible and so will there be more information yeah, your question is is, is is vast in that we are a platform with with scarcity and so we have very strict guidelines to what we onboard will uh, the technology allow for others to participate like instagram or, right. or any publishing platform um Absolutely. That's not where we are. That's not our business today. But um, our next layer will allow for people to utilize tokenization in any sense. And so, yes, to answer your question, people will be participating um, as far as education goes. Um, yes, we try to do as much as we can in our discords and just on our platform itself. You can go there. You can learn as much as you want. But really giving people that confidence and that easy access, um, whether they're creators or consumers, is, is definitely at the forefront of anything you need to do in order to be successful, right? I mean, especially with today's attention span, whether it's <laughs> doing content or really going down the rabbit hole, you don't really have that much time. Everyone's kind of 
you know, so, so yes, that's always been an important thing for me while being educated and therefore reciprocating with being able to, to offer that for others to understand. Absolutely. It's a big component, but I'll let you go talk about this, the, the second uh, aspect of your question with respect to onboarding and allowing others to yeah. participate in, in NFT tokenization. I mean, we just had another call today with a healthcare provider that's looking for our services to help them tokenize uh, an aspect of the healthcare industry. And it's like, well, wow. we, we, we token, you know, we understand it, but, you know, people think we're all things blockchain and, and, and tokenization. <laughs> And we're not for now, but we will be uh, able to offer that, I believe, in the in the near future. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a really good, really good question there, Philip. I mean, the 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 basis of, of cryptograph is, as Tommy said, you know, it's 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 scarce, highly desirable, very rare assets, you know, unique content made by very noteworthy individuals. Uh, and and you know, that's the that's how you build the the you know the mythos here. Uh, but you know, the democratization of what this technology can do is is huge. And everybody, you know, has some kind of creative talent in them somewhere. And, you know, uh, and we can see the people doing that all over the world with social media, right? You know, it's a way to express oneself in a wholly new way. And, um, you know, cryptograph itself and the cryptograph proposition as, as what it is, isn't, isn't that. But layer, layer two of this um, vision and endeavor will be going towards a much more open marketplace type um, uh, uh, system that will allow for anyone to come and tokenize, you know, any kind of asset or any kind of content that they like and put it into this totally free, global, open, decentralized market. Uh, and and that's, that is coming down the line. Um, and uh, yeah, so it is, you know, it's definitely on the, uh, on the cards for us and something that, that we both believe is, is a very important thing um, because at the end of the day, decentralized open source technology is is a, is a massive level you know it, it yeah. lets it lets all of these other uh, 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 people come onto the playing field and 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 try their hand at things and and, and self-publish and be in control of that and all of those things so how can how, how how can a how can it on the other side of things how can a consumer step into your platform and start to purchase things. Now you, you mentioned fiat currency is available. Now, is there a sign up, create an account, password, et cetera? What does that so, look like on your platform? So, so this is actually really interesting and, and is a big kind of part of the like steep learning curve of, you know, this new web three layer of technology, um, which is where, you know, these, these blockchains are, are existing. Um, so in, in our case right now on Cryptograph, you need to have a digital wallet. And you, you, you'll have to have a digital wallet with whatever platform here that you work with in Web3 because that's how you store your tokens. I mean, that's, that, that's, your, that's your bank account online, if you will, you know, it's your vault. And so you have to have a digital wallet, but you can have your digital wallet and, and nothing else. You know, on, on, our, on our site, you can be as anonymous as you want to be and just have your wallet and be able to engage. You don't have to give more. You don't have to, you know, give us your, give us your, 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 um, uh, your email address if you don't want to. You don't have to give us all the information about you, you know, which you have to do today on so many sites just to even get through the first door. And, you know, there's a privacy question there for many people as well. Um, and uh, uh, so you, all you need to do is create a digital wallet on our system and then you can you can log in with it and you can dive straight in. Uh, when it comes to fiat, there's a... Uh, you, you, right now, you can create a wallet and in the same wallet, there's an integrated on-ramp, as we call it, where you can, with your credit card or whatever else, get fiat 
uh, you know, uh, exchange your fiat for, for your Ethereum and then be able to use that in the same wallet on the platform. And that's the sort of best and easiest user experience you can give people right now. Um, but uh, the- Let me interject there too, because uh, it, it's not going to be the easiest for users uh, in certain black markets. And so while Hugo has made it appear to be it's easy for people to sign up and get on, this is true. But if you're trying to consume and purchase and buy or participate in the bid or auction, we have a, a very, uh, you want to talk about our KYC? Yeah, I think yeah. So, so obviously- but These obviously. organizations, um, you know, we can't have certain people purchasing, you know, this money is flowing to organizations. So one of the other really important things, the, the takeaway for, for a lot of these organizations that have been working with us, big, big organizations need to know who, who our clients are, right? Where, where is this money coming? So while on uh, one hand we've made it um, easy and accessible for people to come on, make no mistake, we know everyone, we're, we're, inter, we're, we're connected into Interpol. I mean, tell them a little bit about our, our KYC. Well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So, so the way, the way, the way the, uh, for, for a new system that creates new economies and there's a level of anonymity, obviously when you're working with big institutions, as Tommy says, you, you still have to have you know, KYC procedure and you still have to have a way to be able to track over certain values. And so that's how we that's how we operate. You know, we operate with all the the world's AML KYC uh, 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 regulations because you know at the end of the day we have created an asset that has value, and that value is flowing to organisations, particularly charities. And so you know, over certain amounts, we've got to absolutely make sure that the the you know we're keeping bad actors out sure. of the uh, out of the marketplace. Just that's, wanted to throw it out there. I want everyone yeah. to know that we. That's have a fair point. Right fair there. point to make. That's, Important that, that point. Is, yeah. yeah, that is that is that is key. Absolutely. That's a compliance um, issue. I respect it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, compliance, however you agree or disagree with it, it is there right. for a reason. Um, and um, so uh, the yeah, so that's how that's how it currently works on the cryptograph platform. But on our next phase and on this bigger, wider marketplace that we've alluded to, um, there's going to be a really can't actually talk too much about it. But there's going to be a really cool uh, system that we've developed that will allow for people to come on and bid in with one button much quicker with their fiat and not have to uh, go through as steep a learning curve as you currently have to. And, and so, um, is that how is that how you were? Is that how you're going to be attracting customers and like hacking your way into growth? Yeah, I de def I think there's definitely a huge thing here for getting wider mainstream adoption of this technology. Uh, isn't obviously just through education that's crucial, but by trying to really create the easiest user experience possible. And um, uh, it is challenging when you're dealing in a world where, you know, it's such a paradigm changing technology. You know, it's it's, it's a very shifting uh, technology. And so the journey to creating that user experience in the same way that you have, you know, the dominant design on the internet today, which is super easy because of how it's structured, Getting to that from from this layer and the foundation of this technology is a longer journey, but it's going to happen. And um, we're not the only ones, uh, you know, creating gateways to fiat and crypto and vice versa, and making that onboarding experience as easy as possible. But in our in our in sort of two point of 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 this platform, there's going to be a really great feature there that's going to help with the mainstream adoption a lot. Now, Cryptograph is a company. It's got to have a cool culture because it's so modern and it's on the edge of technology. I mean, do you do you, do you have an interesting hiring process? Is there specific people you look for when hiring people? Is is that a thing? Well, I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a very tech 
at the moment, obviously, it's very tech driven. So people who really understand their the technology here and it's and because it's a very new technology, that process is quite, you know, can be quite intense in terms of, you know, testing the individual about how well they understand Web, Web3 technology, how well they understand blockchains, how they interact, smart contracts, etc. You know, people being able to, to write in the, in the solidity and substrate code language, which is a new, their new computer languages. You know, that's, that's, that's a new skill that's even more recent in this ever-changing world of technology. So that, that's, that's an important part of the process for, for, for the pure kind of tech side of things. And then, uh, 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 yeah, I mean, you know, Tommy is a clear here example of the perfect kind of partner that we look for in, 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 in the other parts of the business that aren't pure tech focused, that need um, that, that mainstream adoption, that need that mainstream appeal, that need, you know, to bring it more into that, in, out of the deep tech world. And um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a mixed process. Obviously, we're still, you know, a young company uh, 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 that is growing. And so team-wise, hiring is still... You know, it, it, it's, it's as with any company at this stage, it's almost not, not a family per se, but it is almost like a family. You know, like you're a, you'll meet all other members of the team when you bring in someone new. Uh, and, you know, that's very different, obviously, to how, you know, if you're going to go work for a big four accounting firm or whatever, what the process is going to look like. But that's sort of what it is. And it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to see Tommy, like, even though he might necessarily be like outside of the tech world, it sounds like he knows his stuff, too. Oh, which, yeah. I mean, which that's, is that's, rare. That's, well, that's, I mean, that's the that's the key. You know, it's, you go down the rabbit hole when, when you, you know, you, you start, you start on this layer and you, it goes deep. It's a brand new tech and a brand new uh, way of uh, applications. I mean, look, to understand blockchain versus network and parachains, which are coming on market. I mean, these are things that I'm learning through the process as we go. And now gas fees are, are steep when we're auctioning one of most, our most valuable pieces of art. We're like, okay, this is a problem. How do we solve it? And it's like, well, what is Vitalik doing? Because we're our bedrock is Ethereum, and so you know now we're learning about sharding, and um, you know for us that's too far away. So we have to now figure out what other component for blockchain technology that we're going to implement, and so that exists. And so we're going into our tool shed and our bag, and we're constantly working with people that are revolutionizing. The way in which these things are done so we're, we're we're figuring it out as we go and so to have people that have versatile ways of thinking and understanding and practices is really important when sourcing partners and people at this point so you know i apply real real life scenarios to everything that i do and experiences and I bring it to Hugo and I, you know, we have a really good way of working together. And then there's people on the team that I can't speak to. And, and, and for many reasons, um, mainly because we don't want to burn them out. They're so programming <laughs> all day long that like we needed Hugo and some other team members to make sure that they can speak to them. And I think that's been our strength is that like, understanding and playing to our strengths, knowing when to kind of let the other one take the lead. But we've been such an amazing group. I I'm blown away in my 20 years of, of working with, you know, again, Hollywood, Wall Street, Silicon, like this, this group, it just, it feels right. And like what we've been able to do in just a year, uh, I, I, if you would have told me we would have accomplished that in five years, I would have been like, mm, there's no way. So we, we, we have a really great, uh, community and people that are like-minded, but also really 
have different areas of expertise. And I think coming together in, in real life practices at the end of the day has really been um, really interesting to see, man. And every day you're learning something new and then the tech is changing and it's moving very quickly and people are learning to adopt it because it's, it's a solution for, for how this new world order is really forcing us to, 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 to look at, I think. So, I mean, there's yeah. so many exciting things happening here. Yep. You guys are truly a tribe of the epitome of what it means to be an entrepreneur on the edge of technology, solving problems and thinking ahead. I'm actually pretty excited about what's going to happen with like phase two and phase three of what well, you guys have. Hopefully planned. we could, uh, let, let's, let's, let's continue the conversation. It's that kind of podcast where it needs more than one episode because of how yeah, much is going on. So, sure. I mean, to, to wrap uh, it up, really, I mean, first of all, where could, where do you want to direct people to find you? Can you share your website? Where is yeah. exactly do you want people to find you? Yeah, so so cryptograph.co, www.cryptograph.co. That's that's the that's the site. That's where you'll find the marketplace. That's where you'll see the platform that we've created. Um, you can follow us at, at cryptograph on Twitter as well, at cryptograph co on Instagram. Um, and on Twitter, you'll see the link to our Discord, which is where our community building is really happening. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's actually a really great platform to build communities on Discord. It's really cool. You do loads of interactive stuff, and it's great. And so, yeah, those are the key, the, the, the key places to go and to go and learn more about us. Okay. And then because business works in this way where it's like who, who you'd like to meet, where, what kind of people you want now that at this juncture in your development as a company, or, while anyone might be listening, you never know who's listening. If this landed on the ears of this specific person, either by name or trade, who would you wish either of you can answer this? Who would you wish that would be that if you could just meet this person now at this juncture? That's a good question. Uh, Tommy, do you want to go first? I'm not going to disclose, but there are people that have um, acknowledged and noticed us that I'm blown away by and, and others that have already participated that have, you know, deep roots in tech that, that, that are watching us and, and, and rightfully so. And I want to be able to come back with them and say, hey, here's what we've done and this is what we intend to do. So we have some people already that we've worked with that, that, that we want to bring in a, on a bigger level and uh, there's others that have gave us a wink that they see what we're doing which has ah. been really, really cool yeah i yeah. see can't say too much <laughs> oh it's just you know i you know in life you have to be fluid and it's just kind of like you know I, i'm we're here doing our thing and and you know the laws of attraction will bring those people that are meant for us in our lives you know just like how Hugo and I are together. So I, um, I can't pinpoint any one person, but you know, they're, they're, they're out there for sure. And, and to think uh, you can do it all on your own. And, and I think that's been my secret, you know, it's uh, is allow for, for people trust in the process really as entrepreneurs, we're so, we have a very specific vision and goal and you can't always entrust in people to do things right and take you off track. But uh, as I get older in life, I've realized, you know, two things, never take no from someone that does not have the authority to say yes and, and, and trust in the process and in the people um, to achieve that goal. Wow. I have to think about never take no from someone who does not have the authority to say yes. Correct. That's huge. <laughs> oh man, you guys, you guys are an interesting pair to talk to. Honestly, I'm excited about the company. Appreciate I'm going to follow, I'm going to follow you guys on all the platforms. I hope you don't mind. I oh, appreciate it, man. Keep and, doing uh, it. 
Thank you guys for being the living embodiment of people who are breaking the rules. That's exactly what Action Ambition is looking for. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm hoping for an episode two and an episode three with you guys. Very Star Wars-esque. You know what I mean? We'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, awesome. So thank you for thank stopping you. by. Yeah, appreciate well, thank it. Thank you, Philip. It's been a pleasure. Much yeah. appreciated. Thanks for listening to Action and Ambition. Please leave a review and subscribe and go to andrewmetal.com for all the exclusive lessons, behind-the-scenes footage, and video content of the show. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Action and Ambition, and we'll see you on the next episode.